This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com technews. That's ShipStation.com technews. In another reversal, Mayor Adams rolls back more cuts. It's Friday, January 12th, and this is your New York Daily News. Friday's forecast calls for cloudy skies in New York City with a high near 46 and a low near 45. Before today's top story, the plan to build the city's first-ever soccer stadium for the NYCFC took a key step forward Wednesday, with Queens Borough President Donovan Richards approving the second phase of the Willits Point redevelopment plan. The first half of the plan has already passed the city's land-use review process, with construction underway near City Field. It includes the construction of a new public school and 1,100 affordable apartments, most of which will be completed by the end of 2026. Phase 2 involves building a 25,000-seat soccer stadium for the New York City Football Club, 1,400 additional affordable units, a 250-room hotel, plus 80,000 square feet of retail space and nearly three acres of public open space. Richard's thumbs-up was conditional with a long list of stipulations attached. They include a commitment from the developer to match housing affordability levels with those in Phase 1, specifically having over half of the 1,400 units be at or below 80% of area median income, a local hiring pledge, community partnerships, youth programming, improvements to nearby Flushing Meadows Corona Park, and making sure soccer matches do not conflict with events at City Field or the USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. And the Adams administration is definitely considering instituting curfews at all migrant shelters in the city amid complaints about residents at some of them venturing into nearby neighborhoods at night to beg for money, the Daily News has learned. Molly Schaefer, director of Mayor Adams' Office of Asylum Seeker Operations, revealed the curfew considerations during a closed-door migrant crisis briefing with local lawmakers Thursday. She did so after Queens Councilwoman Joanne Ariola, a Republican, asked why the so-called HERC shelters, which only house migrants, aren't subject to curfews when traditional Department of Homeless Services shelters typically are. Ariola told Schaefer a curfew is a good idea because we're beginning to see more and more migrants entering adjacent communities and begging at front doors and such at all hours of the day and night. After the briefing, Ariola, whose Howard Beach-based district isn't home to any HERCs, said in a text message that migrants living at the sprawling emergency shelter at Floyd Bennett Field have started going to the Rockaways to ask local residents for money, food, and clothes. Spokespeople for the mayor did not immediately return requests for comment on details about a potential HERC curfew, including what the cutoff time for access would be. Find these stories and more right now at nydailynews.com. Reductions in trash pickups and cuts to the city parks department announced in November were rolled back Thursday as part of the fiscal rejiggering Mayor Adams and his budget team are engaged in prior to rolling out the city's new preliminary spending plan next week. 
Adams and a team of top officials took to the City Hall Rotunda Thursday in a hastily scheduled press conference to announce the restoration of the cuts just a day after he restored separate funding that had previously been stripped from the NYPD and FDNY. Now, the Sanitation Department will no longer be removing 9,000 of the 23,000 litter baskets it has on city streets, and the city will keep in place the Parks Opportunity Program, which has been used for years to employ low-income New Yorkers. Those restorations will be reflected in the budget for the 2025 fiscal year. We will be able to restore funding for DSNY's litter basket service, Adams said, referring to the Department of Sanitation. That means DSNY will be able to maintain 23,000 litter baskets around our city and continue to install the litter baskets of the future. Those new litter baskets, Adams pointed out, were cited by Time magazine as one of the best inventions of 2023. The mayor also reversed himself on cuts to the city's job training participant program, which is administered by the Parks Department and the Department of Social Services. The announcement in November that the program would be cut prompted a lawsuit from DC 37, a union that represents about 150,000 city workers. City Council Democrats have said for weeks that many of Adams' cuts to services are unnecessary due to excessively conservative tax revenue projections on the administration's part. Council Speaker Adrian Adams and the body's finance chairman Justin Brannan said Thursday the move to restore parks and sanitation funding only reinforces the fact that these and many other mid-year cuts were unnecessary. Adams has countered that his administration is required by law to balance the city's budget, which by design forces it to base its financial planning on more conservative projections. He also noted, as he did a day earlier, that the restorations are occurring thanks to what he described as the city's quickly changing fiscal outlook and coincide with a 20% reduction in the cost the city has to bear due to the migrant crisis. Now, the projected total cost of caring for the migrants is $10 billion, as opposed to the previous $12 billion estimate. A day earlier, Adams stood in the same spot to announce that four police academy classes would be restored, which will counteract NYPD attrition and ultimately lead to more cops on the street. The city is also reversing course on FDNY cuts. In November, the administration announced it would eliminate the so-called fifth firefighter role at 20 engine companies across the city and lay off 190 firefighters on long-term disability. But those cost-saving measures are now being shelved as well. Still, more cuts are likely to be announced as part of the mayor's preliminary budget for fiscal year 2025, which begins in July. Andrew Rain, president of the fiscal watchdog Citizens Budget Commission, said the administration is right to prioritize programs and to increase efficiency, particularly in high-cost areas like support for asylum seekers and migrants. But there should be no mistake, he added, the city still needs to significantly reduce planned spending to truly close next year's budget gap and stabilize the city's finances. Adams did not say on Thursday what will be in his next fiscal plan, which is expected to be unveiled next week. For more on this story and for the latest in New York City politics, visit NYDailyNews.com and follow us on social media at NYDailyNews. Thanks for listening. My name is Imran Sheikh, and we'll talk more on Monday. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.